This episode of Guys Talking Sports is being brought to you by mybookie.ag, the safest place to play, the only place I take my action, the only place I trust. Visit mybookie.ag today. Sports, we talk about the NFL, we talk about the WNBA, we talk about the NBA, and of course, we talk about LeVar Ball. My co-host, Earl Ross and Adrian Catwell, join me right now, and that's on Guys Talking Sports. Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all those subscribers out there, but we're going to jump right into it. We have plenty to talk about, so I got my co-host with me. Earl Ross and Adrian Catwell. So what's going on, fellas? Man, let's how y'all guys doing, man? And it's another great day. It's Tuesday. Postseason baseball is back. The Bronx bombing is bombing and bombing. Great day to be alive, baby. <laughs> I'm doing good, staying hydrated and trying to stay awake. Same here, man. I just had a whole cup of espresso, so I'm already wired. So, without further ado, let's get started. Um, I, I guess the first thing we'll talk about is what's going on in the NFL. Um, anything that you guys want to talk about in the source, the NFL is concerned um, about week three ending and the start of week four, any surprises that you guys had? I'm pretty sure there was a lot of surprises in some of the scores that we've seen this past weekend. So, anything that you guys want to jump into as far as the topic is concerned? Anything. Giants up. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement that the Giants do <laughs> You know it's a problem when the New York Jets has a better record than the Giants. That's all I can say about that. Giants, uh, and so do the Niners, so, you know, it, it, uh, it goes all the way around. So I, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 0-4 Giants. I mean, what the hell can I say? Not much. I mean, it's, you know, that's a surprise. I mean, you know, I didn't think they'd be 0-4, maybe 2-2, two and two, but, I mean, they were a flawed team coming into um, the season through the um, preseason. It didn't look good in preseason, and it just hasn't looked any better <laughs> in the in the regular season. I mean, the offensive line is not that, was not great. Running game, non-existent. I mean, even with Odell Beckham being, you know, ha- having a high ankle sprain, you know, they didn't want to admit that. I mean, you still had your defense, but now your defense has been on the field. They're clocking up a lot of, you know, injuries, not getting off the field as quickly as they used to, you know, and letting a lot of big plays go. Your cornerbacks are looking a little bit pedestrian at this particular point. I mean, it's 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 bad, and they, and they got a tough schedule. So, the shit ain't getting any easier. So, I don't know. I mean, that was – I'm not I'm not surprised that they're not in, in the top of the, um, the division, but – I am surprised at the 0-4 because I haven't seen them 0-4 in a very long time. So, but one of the um the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't know whether they're you know the real deal or not. We gonna see in the second half is um in his regular season. But right now they're playing good. Um, the first half of that Kansas City Redskins game, Redskins looked it really damn good, which was shocking. So that's surprising. Um, the New England Patriots getting rocked <laughs> by Cam. That is, whew. So, um, 
But to me, yeah, Kansas City is good. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is the real deal yet, but he's definitely, um, you know, having a great start to the season. So, I mean, really, I would say Kansas City is surprised. Deshaun Watson getting an honest, you know, surprise. And outside of that, it's pretty much, you know, the usual suspects. But, you know, New England Patriots not looking like they're going to make it to the, to the playoffs at this point. Yeah, I guess the dog agrees as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I said, and I said this on the last podcast that the uh, New England Patriots basically, I still don't count them out yet. They may be looking bad. That is true, um, but I would not count them out. I I said that they could be zero and six, and they still find some way to make it into the playoffs. So I, I'm not, I'm never gonna write out the New England Patriots. Yeah, that's one thing I could be sure about. Just as much as I'm sure about the San Antonio Spurs making the playoffs, I'm pretty sure that New England is going to turn themselves around and find their way into the playoffs. Whether they win the, the division is one thing, but I think they'll definitely make it into the playoffs. I agree with you about the New York Giants um, being the only, you know, I, I don't even know where to begin with that, but it definitely starts with the offensive line. And until they get that old line fixed, it's definitely going to be some issues going forward. And they definitely need to straighten that out in a hurry or they're going to miss the playoffs before it's even midway through the season. But my biggest um, surprise at this point is the fact that Derek Carr got injured again. Like, out of all the things that happened, I, you know, I wanted to see Derek Carr and the Oakland Waiters. I wanted to see how good they are. And the fact that he got injured and be out for the next couple of weeks is very unfortunate because I definitely wanted to see what Oakland can do with the A and the AFC. Um, of course, they're going to start their backup. I believe it's EJ Manuel is going to be starting um, until Carr comes back. So it'll be interesting to see how they utilize him. But uh, I was very dis- I was very heartbroken to see Derek Carr go down. Um, I love it. Tony, Tony Romo-esque injuries. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, 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 I'm starting to see that now. Oh, <laughs> definitely starting to see that now. But – um, there were some surprises. I think, like you said, Kate, um, KC, I think it's half and half. Um, sort of like a Jekyll and Hyde approach um, with, with KC for me because every time they look good one game, they turn around and look pedestrian like the second game. Um, so between that, um, finally saw the Seahawks starting to play on the second half, and they just need to continue doing that. It's just – uh, there's some surprises, some takeaways from that. I do think that Deshaun Watson is the real deal. Um, it would be interesting to see how he'll keep that up. But outside of that, between Derek Carl and New England being who they are, and uh, it's just, just an interesting NFL season to start. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I'm curious now that we have uh, a few quarterbacks have uh, had a taste of the injury bug if and when there will be a Kaepernick sighting uh, for said team. For example, we all know Mariota is being hampered with some hamstring issues right now. So the Tennessee Titans went out and signed Brandon Wheaton. Yo, hey, you if they're going outside, if, if, if you can't get him over Brandon, we, he's never he, – he's done. He's not going to play this season. Brandon Wait, Whedon? That's just – I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, 
You, okay, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say. You see, what's crazy to me, and I'm not saying that uh, Mariota does. Uh, Kaepernick and Mariota probably have the same skill set, but they pretty much kind of do the same thing. You know, Kaepernick may not be the most accurate quarterback in the world, but he doesn't turn the ball over much. Randall Reed has shown that. If anything, he is very inconsistent. So I'm not really understanding why they signed Brandon Whedon. Maybe it's because they know that Mariota's not going to be gone for that long period of time. And they don't want to sign, you know, they don't want to bring Kaepernick in to just turn around and cut him. Or they're afraid that Kaepernick might come in and show up. And they don't want to mess up the chemistry and Mariota may not get back in. But I am curious to see if Oakland is going to take a stab at Kaepernick. Uh, now that he's going to be gone for two to six weeks. I'm, I'm thinking Oakland is going to run with DJ Manuel this week to see how he does. And if he has an issue, I think they may go out and break Kaepernick again next week. Um, I don't. Uh, Kaepernick is not going to see the sideline of an NFL team this season or any time after. So you truly believe that his NFL playing days are done? Yes, and the whole business with the whole, you know, you know, with the you know NFL protest, which was or wasn't about whatever they thought it was, probably just put the exclamation point that they don't want to have that. No one wants to have that distraction on the team after going through what they went through, you know, last weekend. So, no. He's not going to be on the team. I agree with that because basically, excuse me, because I was eating. Um, basically, what it is is that they are already, like the owners are already at a point where they're protesting now in regards to the whole kneeling thing. So the whole bringing in Colin Kaepernick would make it like twice as worse. Like you see the owners, you know, some of them reluctant to do the um, some are reluctant to do the whole kneeling thing, or some are in support of it. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But what it comes down to it is the fact that um, kneeling is one thing. Bringing in the person that started this all would be very interesting for them, and I don't think the fans would be all too happy. Well, the ones that disagree would be all too happy with that. So they're gonna be like, "Why well, need that stress? Why well, need that drama?" At this point, so I kind of agree with Earl. I, don't, I really don't see Cal, I, I don't see Colin Kaepernick being signed at least at the end of this, about before the season is over. Especially if you bringing in people like weeks into the mix, like when you see that happening, they getting signed over, you know, signing them over Kaepernick. That alone is not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I can't even begin to. To, to even fathom what the heck Tennessee was thinking, but I guess they felt Brandon Whedon was a good option. I don't know. But they already, but don't they still have Matt Castle out there? That's a good question. Uh, let us let us go to that thing called Google and find out. <laughs> uh, because uh, yes, they do still have Matt Castle, so I guess that. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I I would I am hopeful that maybe he will get opportunity to at least try out or at least be you know picked up on a team at least see. But I don't think 
any team is going to pull the trigger. I'm surprised Matt Cassidy is still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> He's a product of the system that got himself a lot of money when he uh, when he left out of uh, New England. Good for him, man. <laughs> just like just like Jimmy Jimmy G, product of a system. Oh yeah, he ain't going nowhere because he's the heir apparent to New England. Yeah, but all those heir parents in New England have all <laughs> have all crashed and burned someplace else. True, but he's actually staying in New England. <laughs> well, yeah. But hold on, but hold on, Jacoby Brissett though. I mean, he's not blazing a trail in Indianapolis, but he's not playing hard. And Indianapolis traded for Brissett from New England. So I'm just saying it's you know I think maybe because Brissett ain't been in the in the uh, New England uh, family that long to 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 be that type of cast the type of QB when I die. Uh, I, I to me I guess the one surprise team that I would have to definitely say is the Jets, uh, just because the Jets have been uh, uh, shocking. <laughs> and let's talk about the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. I'll go with them because they're what two and two, <laughs> right? But they are looking absolute well. They're not looking all that good because uh, you know they passed a for whatever reason passed on Deshaun Watson. He's looking pretty good down and down at the Texans right now. Well, that's because I I think the Jets probably wanted to get the kid from um, USC, who's looking like pure trash this time around. I'm about to say, he ain't looking that good. <laughs> right, right. So I think they're like shooting themselves in the foot, hoping that, okay, we could do pretty bad this season to then grab this cat. And they still might be able to grab him because he's not going to be top 10 type of QB coming out if he decides to come out of uh, come out after this season. But uh, the Jets, considering all that's going on, the, the, the talent that they have, I'm very shocked that they came out there two and two. Now, let's think. I would be very shocked if they could sit there and finish the season eight eight. Um, but um, I, I would have to say that they're probably my uh, my surprise team. You know, the Giants. You know, just like you said, Earl, just the Giants is being horrible since the preseason, and just, things don't seem to be getting any better anytime soon. So, question. Think the Jets will have a, end up having a better record than the Giants by the say by the end of the season? You would think they shouldn't, just because based on the talent level on those squads. But until the Giants are able to show me something, I have to go with the Jets. <laughs> Mathematically, I think it's possible, but I mean the Giants do have a, a probably I think a tougher schedule ahead of them than the Jets. So, you know, it's quite possible. I I just I I don't. Yeah, it is quite possible. I can't even say that. I'm not even gonna. It is very possible. Um, be interesting to see. But my question is to you: Do you? One more question, and I'll stop asking questions for now. Um, do you think that? When do you think the Giants? I don't know if you've seen the schedule yet, but do you believe that the Giants will win? No, I'm not even going to ask that question. That doesn't make sense. I'm not even going to ask that question. Um, but I am curious in, in regards to if Deshaun Watson continues his play, 
Um, do you think that people are going to start taking um, – because we all know from a standpoint that, you know, everybody believes that the black quarterback um, is mo is only a one-dimensional. Everybody knows you're used to, like, being mobile and not being behind the backfield and, you know, always, like, running. Um, do you think that Deshaun Watson can turn into the – typical quarterback where he would stay in the pocket and continue to stay in the pocket for, you know, for the future? He has the right coach, the right head coach that can make him that quarterback. Being that, um, I forget the head coach's name from uh, Houston. He, uh, he was a quarterback coach. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Hey, Bill O'Brien. He was quarterback coach of Tom Brady. You know, he coached the great. I'm not saying that he made uh, Brady what he is today, but he had he was very, very instrumental. Well, uh, I think. Go ahead. But yeah, I think so. But look at Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is no scrambling quarterback. He stays in the pocket as well. So they're there. You know, it's, it's just a stick. Yeah, I guess the question is, what kind of what kind of quarterback are they going to envision them to see? I mean, his skill set, you know, even back he was Clemson, he wasn't necessarily a pocket passer. I mean, he, he could definitely, you know, throw it from the pocket, but he was extremely mobile. So are you looking more of a, you know, a runner type QB, like a Michael Vick or somebody? Are you looking more like a, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers that stays in the pocket and can throw the rock, but is very mobile, like move around and, do whatever. So I don't know. I guess it depends on how Bill O'Brien and the offense intend to utilize his skills. I mean, you can keep him as a pocket quarterback if he can, but would that actually take away from the kind of, you know, QB that he is? Oh, agree. I mean, you have somebody who has the, uh, the ability to be mobile. I mean, just look at, uh, just look at my man from uh, Kansas City last night. God, I'm just forgetting everybody's names. Alex uh, Smith. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. They ran that zone read to perfection right there in the goal line when he scored that touchdown and put them up 14-10. I mean, the zone read is there to stay. You know, it's more of a decoy than anything else. But you got quarterbacks who can run it and run it darn good. Hell, um, freaking um, Kirk Cousins runs it quite frequently in Washington. You know, so if, if you know, if just to throw that little element of dimension, I think it's a great thing now. You know, if you want to go back when you're talking about RG3, when you really thought it was going to be put on the map, if that fool, like I said before, if he ever knew how to actually avoid a tackle, I guarantee he'd be a star this week right now because he'd be running circles around teams um, due to his ability, you know, his, the, the whole zone read type of thing. But whether here or there, he's no longer in the league, and I doubt he'll ever come back. But if he comes back before Colin Kaepernick, that would be a problem. See, my thing is, I don't know why Colin Kaepernick, RG3, or any of those, those jokers don't try to go over to the CFL. There's money to be made. That I agree with. I agree with it. You know, I don't know if the CFL is calling them, but... Um, Shoot, Rocket Ismail made millions 
over in the, the CFL before he decided to come over to the NFL for, in the twilight of his career. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's opportunities out there to be made if they want to go. I mean, um, but, you know, but like I said, with Deshaun Watson, we'll see. I mean, like I said, it all depends on how Bill O'Brien wants to utilize him. Do I, do I think he has the ability to probably be like a strict pocket passer? Probably with the, like you say, he's the right coach, the right, you know, quarterback coach and offensive guys to, you know, get him to play that way. But I think that will be taken away from his overall skill set. And you've got to be able to utilize his abilities best for your offense. You're always going to have those naysayers going up and saying, well, black QBs always running QBs. Well, that's because that's all they, they've known since day one. You know, from, you know, coming from Pop Warner to high school, all they make them to is just running QBs. But, I mean, if you get the right coach behind them, you know, to kind of stress that, pass first and use your mobile when you need it, like Aaron Rodgers. But I think he can. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I agree with that. We definitely would have to wait and see how that's going to um, progress. Um, but we could continue talking more about that. But for now, let's take a quick commercial break to thank our sponsors and show the much love that we need to show with our sponsors right now. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and thank our sponsors right now. Ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually, it's what's team to bet on this week. You got the Patriots or the Steelers, Chicago or Detroit. But let me tell you this, where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They they do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And I mean absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, seriously. Just two business days. You know who's gonna win, right? Lay down some cash and win big today. I and we, guys talking sports, would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me and to all of us in the podcast. That's why we are urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes way Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit up to 100% bonus. Use promo code GUYSTALK to activate the offer. That's G-U-Y-S-T-L-T-A-L-K. G-U-Y-S-T-A-L-K to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And um, I guess we could talk about one of the things that's been going on that's been under the radar, which is the WNBA Finals, where is the Lakers, I mean, not the Lakers, I'm sorry, the Sparks and the Minnesota Lynx again for round two of the WNBA Finals. And the way it's been playing out, it just seems like a record, a record from last year's finals. So I don't know if you guys have been watching it or been keeping up the task of what's been going on. So um, let me get your thoughts in, in regards to the WNBA Finals because we definitely need to show give love to where love is due and credit to the women who are actually doing their thing in the WNBA Finals. So you just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, um, you know, I didn't get a chance to see the game, so I kind of caught the highlights of some of the stuff. But, you know, you definitely have a rematch 
you know, I mean, the Sparks took it last year. They look like they could be poised to take it again this year. I mean, but they're playing against, you know, the link and, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> and um, Sylvia Flowers definitely, um, you know, is doing her thing for, you know, you know, Minnesota, as well as um, Maya Moore. So, I mean, it's, I think it's, this is going to be, what, um, the best three out of five. So this is going to be like, you know, winner takes all kind of scenario here. So everything's going to drop. But Candace Parker, ever since Tennessee days, man, she's still, you know, she's still a beast, you know, if I can say that as PC correct. But the girl got game. All of them has game, to be, you know, to be perfectly honest. But they're definitely, you know, putting on a show. So, um you know, the NBA is out there. Like you said, it kind of gets tossed into the radar with, you know, NFL and NBA preseason and, you know, you know, baseball postseason. So that kind of gets all lost in the sauce. But, you know, if Sparks can go again, it's going to be back-to-back -back for them. So, and I think that's going to be, what, number seven or eight in their, um, you know, as far as championships that they have overall. But, hey. You know, the girls got next, and, and they're good. Well, I did manage to catch game four of the uh, championship, and I will say that uh, I think I I think I might have tweeted this, or I might have mentioned it, but I was saying that that atmosphere in that game was very reminiscent of uh, the South Carolina UConn semi-final semi uh, semi game where it was just back and forth, action pack, just great basketball, and it was very enjoyable. Because um, it's, it's so technical, it's technically sound, because, you know, the ladies play below the rim, and it's, it's just it's great action. It's, it's a great game altogether. And um, I can't say much, you know, Minnesota took it to L.A., I'm curious, and I think game five is tomorrow. I'm sure they would play it tonight with the football. No, it's tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to watching that game and to see who's going to come out victorious because um, if Minnesota comes out landing haymakers like they were in game four, best believe it's going to be a blowout. But, you know, it can't, can't you know, Candace Parker and company can't get them, cut them out. But it was an interesting stat during the game of game four with Maya Moore. Maya Moore, from high school all the way through the pros, had never been two seasons without winning some sort of a national championship, whether it be in high school, college, or the WNBA. So if that stays true, it's Minnesota's turn to win a championship if that's going to stay remain a factor. So. Yeah, how fitting would that be if Minnesota was to win the 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 WNBA championship this year? It'd be so similar to the Cleveland Golden State series that you could honestly say that that would be very interesting because Golden State won the first season. I mean, there was three um, NBA finals. Um, the past three NBA finals. Golden State won the first one. Cleveland won the second one. Golden State won the third one. So it would be very interesting to see how this plays out if Minnesota wins, if there's going to be another rivalry in place for the following year. So I'm very interested to see what happens next. Um, in, all, in all rights, it should be Minnesota's turn to win. So 
I would love to see Maya Moore complete that 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 triple crown, so to speak, and win a championship in the WNBA. Um, well, but, well, just a point of order. She had they did win back in 2015. Oh well, then that and, and I believe 2000. Uh, she did win in 2015, and they won in 2013. Even though I'm not sure she was on the squad back then, but no, she, she was. was. So she yeah, was, so huh? yeah, so it's oh well, then that changed a, that changed my whole theory. Then all right, right so right. eliminate all I just said. It's, uh, it's still going to be an interesting series in, in that regard. Uh, in, eliminate what I just said about Maya Moore. Um, excuse me. But it, I would love to see Minnesota win it so that they could go back-to-back back again and see, you know, complete. It, it definitely, it's a rivalry. I mean, that's all you can say right now. is definitely a rivalry. If they're both back to the same WNBA finals, this is now a rivalry. And we'd love to see this because it would definitely bring in more fans to want to watch this, to see how this concludes, how this rivalry would conclude one way or another. So I definitely want to see more, and I definitely want to see tomorrow's game because now I'm interested to see what happens next because now this is a game five um, playoff series, so winner takes all. So definitely more. The competition is definitely there, so it'll keep people watching and see what happens next. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's almost fitting because it's, it still all goes back to – the old rivalry back from um, women's college basketball, Tennessee and Connecticut, where you have Tennessee with uh, <laughs> Candace Parker and Connecticut with Maya Moore. And I think there's another Connecticut baller on there as well. So you always got a Connecticut and a Tennessee player always going at it in the champions. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I'm loving the fact that, you know, 10 years ago, maybe not even, maybe even uh, earlier than that, where you had the championship game was just the best of three. So obviously the popularity of the sport is starting to increase because now they're making the, the playoff uh, brackets a little bit longer. It's not the best of three now. It's going on to the best of five. And, and hopefully with the NBA pushing some of the, the marketing and such, they can try to expand it from a 12-team league to maybe 14 or maybe 16 teams because – it's an interesting. It's an interesting form of, uh, of basketball. You know, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. I mean, they don't sell out fourteen, sixteen thousand dollars. I'm sorry, sixteen seat, sixteen thousand seat arenas. But when they, you know, when when they do play, it's pretty jam packed. I mean, it's, it's, it's an exciting brand. It's like I was tweeting on uh, on uh, Monday. I think it was uh, last week. Whenever they were playing Sunday, you know, it'd be great if they brought a. a a franchise over to Baltimore uh, to compete against the Washington Mystics. Um, I think that would be interesting too. But you know, you got to see. You know, it's it's it's, it's ever improving. There's more quality players you know, in college that can deserve that opportunity to play here in the state instead of overseas. And the NBA is generating great money right now, so it would be a great time for the WNBA to expand. Not only that, it seems though that they're already doing that in the marketing aspect as well, because you know, like you know, now their WNBA is now included into um, into video games. Now, where it was just you know all NBA, now you got the WNBA involved. So they're definitely increasing in their marketing, and they're definitely increasing in everything that they're doing. So 
it's only right for them to expand. So whether they're going to do it or not, it remains to be seen. But I really think they do have something going in the WNBA that people are wanting to see. Whether it's, you know, the fans are starting to become more and more vocal wearing WNBA merchandise now. And, you know, you see a lot of, you know, majority I see a lot of females wearing it. But the point is that it's starting to grow and it's continuing to grow. And it's going to get to a point where, you know, people are going to have to recognize the WNBA and, you know, do more to help them out as well. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. And hopefully they start expanding because, you know, all cities would love to have some type of WNBA team that they could follow. I know for a fact that the Mystics up here in New York is basically, you know, the other team that everybody is rooting for because they're the only team right now that has a win, doing a, a really good job in winning. So, you know, a lot of people saying if the Knicks ain't doing anything or the Nets ain't doing anything, then we'll just root for the Mystics. So, <laughs> or you mean the Liberty? Well, I mean the Liberty. I'm sorry. You're right, Liberty. I'm so sorry. So, um, but it's definitely interesting. It's a growing fan base, and they could they need to continue to work off of that. Let's take a moment to uh, see how my Rob's Bombers is doing, uh, just to give a quick update here. The Yankees are up 5-4 uh, in the bottom of the third. Uh-oh. Right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Doing all right right now. Okay. Thanks for that update. So, I was just informed by one of my co-hosts that there's an issue going with LeVar Ball, and um, he's pulling his son out of high school. I think I didn't catch all of that, so I'll let Earl tell me, you know, to explain about that. Well, allegedly, well, allegedly, I mean, um, LeVar Ball decided to um, pull his son LaMelo Ball out of high school, Chino High School, for his last two years um, in homeschooling. Reason being was because he was having issues with the coach and the administration, and he felt like you know too much less distractions if he um, you know lets him you know get homeschooled and focus more on basketball and you know if he wants to play with any talent then he could always go down to the hood and play with some of the local talent guys right down there. So, um, but of course, I mean you know. Do I have a problem with, you know, people want to homeschool their kids? Not necessarily. I mean, there are kids out there that get homeschool all the time. I mean, um, uh, one person that comes to the mind, I think, uh, the age uh, forgot to mention was Bryce Harper. He was pulled out of um, high school because of his potential, and he was homeschooled in the senior year, and you, you all see where, <laughs> you know, where he's at right now. So I think the reasoning for, you know, doing that is not bad, but you're putting all of your eggs in the basket of, you know, that's going to be his sport, regardless, you know, you know, win, lose, or draw. But his reasoning behind it is what me is kind of a little bit disturbing because you don't like the coach, you don't like the administration. The new coach has coached in there now. I mean, he's not, you know, allowing you to, you know, be all up in the mix, you know, trying to help coach the team. You know, he's not going to allow your son to take 50-plus shots, you know. He's going to spread the wealth around. I mean, let the man coach his squad. I mean, you know, if he if he wants to take the shot count from Lamelo down from quote unquote fifty shots per game, and kind of spread the wealth out to the other teams, I mean, 
he's being the basketball coach when I coach, you know, coach the team. Wait, wait, wait. I, quick question. Wasn't LeVar Ball the one that got the original coach fired? Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> but he was not there, and then they hired another coach. And now the coach is kind of coming in. He wants to run a squad like he wants to run it. I mean, he's a high school coach. He can coach the ball as he is. But, he, you know, why should he have to just do whatever you say? And LaVar Ball made a comment that he put Chino basketball up on the map. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has Chino High School won a state championship yet? I'm not aware of that. <laughs> didn't he have his son Lavar on that squad, and they didn't win a state championship? His son is a freshman in UCLA now. When he was on it, did they win a state championship? Not to my recollection. So that idea of he built up Chino High School. You got a lot of press because you're running off your big mouth and everybody's sticking a camera in your face to see what's going on. But, you know, his ego, in my opinion, just makes a decision which, you know, I'm okay with look bad because it looks like for whatever reason he's not getting his way with his youngest son. So he's going to pull him and let him be homeschooled. But he's not playing against any talent. I mean, there's no AAU or anything going there in the fall. That's when everybody's in high school is playing basketball. AAU is not going to be what to the spring and summertime. So then what? And what are you going to do by el eligibility? Because you're going to be homeschooled for two years. Who knows who's going to be rolling through at that time? Any agents or anybody coming in, you know, doing any stuff? Is he even going to be eligible to play? And if he is, is does UCLA want a third headache? Because if I'm UCLA, I'm like, go kick rocks and go someplace else. Because we were here long before you. <laughs> and we'll be here long after you. Just to go USC. <laughs> they can use all the press they can get. Because trust me, UCLA has a long history, and they don't need it. Uh, man, you know, I, I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that he has that uh, reality show as well. And he's trying to kind of spice it up mm -hmm. to make things a little, uh, a little edgy. Just as far as um, ratings go, he's saying that you know people are seeing a different side of him as a father and, and such and such. So it's like it's like what's the real reason? Because he can't get along with the coach. I think I read something where he was saying that he don't have to get along with Magic Johnson. I'm like, dude, why are you so into, you know, what your son is doing with the Lakers? Unless you're his agent. My God, I hope he's not his agent. <laughs> Wait a second. He he don't have to get along with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson ain't gotta get along with you. Right. He signed you, he signed your boy checks. So he gotta do pretty much whatever Magic say, not what you say. Man, the dude is I mean, you know what? I just Part of me wants to say I just I, I kind of want to wait till all his sons go to the league, but then you got to deal with him and all his sons in the league in his mouth for the next fifteen years. Or you know, you know what? I don't know. Maybe some of the sons don't even don't even pan out. You know, who knows? Um, he he's already written so many things for uh, uh, for his son. You know, uh, Lavar. I think is it Lavar? I can't keep up with the damn. Anyway, you know, 
You talking about Lonzo? What's his name? Lonzo. Lonzo. Lonzo, yes, gosh. And uh, talking about he's going to win a – going to take him to the playoffs. He's going to be the rookie of the year. He's going to do all this crap. I'm like, man, first of all, I want to know, has he even started wearing the, 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 the big brawler brand sneaker in the NBA yet? Actually not yet. <laughs> What's the point of having your own shoe if you ain't even going to wear it? You know, but hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of tired of all of the, the gapping. I just wish it'd be like an ordinary dad who has kids in the NBA and kind of tweets some off crap type stuff from time to time and be in the stands crying when you win a championship and you're done with it. You know, I can't deal with all this talking, but hey, you know, I'm just one individual. I'm sure there's others out there that feel the same way. Hey, well, look, I look at it this way. I mean, you know, he the, the, the preseason, you know, his first two games ain't been that impressive. So, you know, you got you to gotta wait to see the body of work first before we can actually pass judgment. So, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You know, I'm not – I don't dislike Steph Curry. I think he's a great player. Uh, I, I guess I'm a Golden State hater because I just hate the fact they win all the time. But, you know, just, <laughs> it's like I was never really – I love MJ. But I couldn't stand the Bulls because they kept winning. You know, so it's no different. Um, but you're a Le- so wait. Are you a LeBron um, hater as well? LeBron doesn't always win. Ah. Okay. Okay. LeBron, hey. LeBron gets to these places, but he doesn't necessarily win. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I, I can celebrate the fact he's been to the finals seven times in a row. I can't say too many players have done that, but he might have been there only seven times, but he won twice. So, you know, or three times. Three so times. Whether here or there. But um, I'm, I'm just – I can't wait till Steph and, and Golden State just, just destroys L.A. And they just take a – excuse my French. Take a, take a shit on his ass. And uh, – <laughs> Man, just freak that out. <laughs> you know, to me, I, you know, I don't know if it's so much that Lonzo needs to be humble. More so than his father needs to be humble. And the only way to humble his father is to just re- literally kind of destroy Lonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Lonzo ain't had nothing to do with it, but he's got to do it because of and, your father. And, but you know what? I don't I don't want Lonzo to be bad. I think Lonzo's going to be a great player. But it, it will take some embarrassment from some of these players and some of these teams for, for his father to shut up and say, well, you know what? Maybe my son is two or three years away from being that great player. Maybe just shut up and let the boy ball. And let the Lakers gel as a team and come together in two to three years and be that team as opposed to just talking all this smack. Right now, I can't see the Lakers even in the playoffs just because of how deep the rest of the West is. So him talking all that smack about he's going to lead them to the playoffs, that's null and void. He may win Wicker of the Year just because, but you know I think he's gonna get. Just look at look at the, uh, the interview that Josh Jackson had, talking about you know Steph Curry is small and non-athletic or something like that, and the media took it out of proportion. And how quick Josh Jackson was like, "Yo, dude, look, I ain't say that. <laughs> I ain't saying Steph Curry's not a great player." And I don't think Lonzo came out and disrespected any of this either. But it's his father that keeps talking about this crap. <laughs> that nigga that's going to take their aggressions out based on what his father say out on him and that team. And I'm going to laugh every time they do it. To me. 
Now, you do realize that I haven't said anything a word about this. I'm not even going to, I, you know, I, I'm so just, I've I done all my rants. I, you know. Hey, but, 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 but hold on. Now, you do realize that for the love of the podcast, and we're going to be here for a long, long time, fans. So just be, be, you know, support us now, support us five years from now. We're going to be talking about this man for a very long time. So, <laughs> yeah, I, and please don't remind me about that. Um, I'll just be real quick about this. Um, I agree with Earl uh, for the most part. You know, if he wants to take him out in homeschool him, that's his business. Got no problem with that. Um, but if it's because of the fact that the coach is not doing what you want them to do, that's not what their job is. Their coach is to help the team win. Uh, not going to get into all of that because if that's the case and if you are doing it because they're not doing what you want to do, that's very petty um, because you're doing something, you know, you're sacrificing something, your, your son to do because of something that happened to you. And if your son is cool with them staying there, if he was cool with the, t- the coach in the beginning, whether it's a new coach or an old coach, there's no reason for you to do anything to jeopardize that. That's just my opinion. Um, I'm not gonna yell, I'm not gonna rant and rave, but my thing is is that Adrian is also right. You know, you do a lot of talk. Um, you're at a position where, you know, I said plenty of times before, you just need to just let your sons do the play themselves and just stay in the background. Like it's okay for you to have your 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 show and everything on Facebook Live and you know. You know, I mean, good, good for you, you know, but, you know, you're doing it at the expense of, you know, putting your son in, in a lot of things in, in positions that they don't need to be in. Um, now, if your son's okay with that, that's fine. I, you know, that's, that's, I mean, it's pretty much up to you. But to be honest, I still blame the media for all this because they're the ones that still just, for whatever reason, still bringing LaVar Ball into the mix. And until the media stops harping on, hopping on them, you know, he's going to still continue doing what he does. And until the media stops, you know, stops paying him attention, it's going to still be the same thing. Like you said, Adrian, we're going to be talking about this years from now because the media is going to continue going to him to get reaction from him. And that's what makes this so, like, weird. I can't, to be honest, I can't even blame LeVar anymore. I, I blame the media like wholeheartedly for all this because if they stop doing this then LeVar would be relevant irrelevant at that point so but I mean think about think about that rant he had at the AAU game over the record calling all of that um calling you know whatever he did it was trying to pull the kids off the court Forced the, the, the oh yeah because he didn't agree with the uh, female right. referee and he just said I'm taking my ball home and we're all going home. Right. So I mean the media didn't have anything to do with that. The bar did all of that. Of course the media is discovering because it's the the big talent out there in the AAU circuit. Doesn't I mean? But still, they they covered it because Lavar Ball was also there too. Don't get me wrong. Like any it, it wouldn't have got out to be to be this big if it was any other parent that did something like that or any coach just went and walked away, it wouldn't be as much of a news as it would be right now with LeVar Ball in it. 
the fact that LaVar Ball's name is on this is the reason why it got on ESPN, it got on First Take, it got on all these other media outlets. And that's why I said before about the media, because the media, anytime, LaVar Ball shouldn't even be walking on stage, but yet they got him doing interviews on ESPN. You know what I'm saying? They got him on Fox Sports. They got him, no other parent can do that, but yet LaVar Ball is getting that attention. And until they stop giving him that attention, he's always going to be relevant. Yeah, and that's just how the um, the media is. I mean, you know, they, they always like the, the, the next thing. The next person is going to kind of, you know, bring life into NBA. And he, he brings controversy. I mean, I think he probably maybe oversold his sons to be way better than what I think they are. We're getting ready to find out. I mean, he talked them up to be the second round, you know, second pick in the draft after one year at UCLA. Body of work, I don't know if that really – said he should be, but we're getting about to find out. I agree with that. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I still don't I don't have Lonzo winning rookie of the year. I really don't. I mean I have so many other people ahead of him. And let's not forget Ben Simmons hasn't even paid an NBA game yet. So still got a chance to see what he gets to do. Got Markel Fultz. And then my sleeper would be Dennis Smith for da- Dallas Mavericks. So you have all these talent that's out there that's sure enough is going to be gunning for the rookie of the year. And, you know, all, and some of them is going to be off of LaVar Ball's guarantee that his son is going to win rookie of the year. So you don't think that they're going to play, they're going to have their circle dates circled when they play the Lakers and when they're facing LaVar Ball? They're going to show improve, and when they show improve, it's going to be very interesting to see how um, Lonzo handles that. Well, I have a quick question, switching gears, since we're still touching NBA. What do you feel about the two different things that are going on right now at the Silver Change? Uh, the whole issue with tanking, uh, equally distributing the first top three of NFL draft, and also. Uh, how the all-star teams are now going to be selected. It's now going to be like a, a draft system more so than um, versus West. Well, I don't have a comment on, on the second one because I just heard about that. So I don't, I didn't get a chance to even really understand what it is. So wait, they eliminated the East and the West and now you just picking like from teams, you know, player for player for each team. It's going to be like two captains. Um, sort of like how uh, the NFL was doing it there for a little while with the pro pool. And they're going to pick their teams that way. Because, I mean, is it really a game? It's really just showboating. So it's not like whatever. It's, when the score is 193 to 191 in a 12-minute regulation game, it's done fest. <laughs> you know, nobody's trying to get hurt. There's no real competition. There's no real – there's no real service to it, so what difference does it make? Me personally, on that second one, I don't like it. Me personally. Um, because in, in actuality, what will the – I mean, I understand that majority of the people from the East went to the West. Majority of the stars went to the East – I mean, went from East to West. But <coughs> – what does the East have to offer now to look forward to for All-Star Game? Like, really, what's that going to do now? Because the majority of the people is going to be picked from the West. And so 
you know, the Eastern people that may have a chance now all of a sudden because the majority of the stars left for the West, now is not going to have a chance at all because, you know, they, the whole system has changed. I'd be, I mean, me personally, if I'm in the East, I'd be pissed. Well, I, I, I don't know the specifics of it entirely, but I oh. think there's going to be like fan voting and deciding who the All-Stars are. No, I mean, I understand that. I mean, I understand that. I mean, but why not just extend the 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 the, the count? Like, a certain amount of players, why don't you extend the count by one or two? Um, additional players from the West, two additional players from the East. I think that would be more beneficial than to just picking one player from – because if you pick all players from the West, what's the East going to do? Like, seriously, like, you could pick, Le- you could pick LeBron, you could pick – Kyrie Irving, you could pick Isaiah Thomas, and then the rest would be from the West. Don't you think people are going to be like, if I'm like John Wall or DeMar DeRozan or who, all these other stars, I would be kind of upset the fact that this is what's going to happen. Well, because we have to see what it is. I mean, we don't know if they get to pick the captains, get to pick one after the other, or, you know, do they get to pick their first team, the other ten? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's their way of trying to, you know, Jazz it up, or you know, switch it up, trying to you know inject some life into it. Because I think, that's the, I think it's the media's um, input on this. I think the media, like the the sports writers, I think they had a say in this. Pretty sure. Probably, but for me, I mean, I saw the All Star Weekend. I don't even really pay attention to the um, the All Star Game itself because I mean, it's it's basically an and one mixtape. I mean, the most interesting portion of the All Star Weekend is everything up to the slam dunk competition. Then. After that, the slam dunk and prior, I don't, it's not that interesting anymore. Hell, the slam dunk is not even all that interesting. They need to just keep it simple. Bring, matter of fact, bring the dunk king people in. Bring the, you know what I'm saying? Here's what's so funny about it. They want to use NBA stars knowing that the NBA stars is not up to the par with some of the best dunkers that are out there in the world today. Even in, in, in the mixtape world, you have... Like Shaq and them host the Dunk King competition. Why not bring incorporate that into the dunk contest? Be more better off because they're a lot better dunkers than the ones that are in the NBA. Because you got to sell corporate sponsors for the event, and, and unfortunately, the NBA is going to sell them corporate sponsors, not to catch them off the street. And I, and I agree. I mean, they got to change it up, but I don't think that is going to. It's not going to get the corporate the corporate uh, market to buy into All-Star Weekend. No, but what I'm saying is you have the dunk competition. You know, you have the Dunk King has a separate competition by itself. Why not just bring that into the mix? Take away the NBA stars from doing the dunk contest. Put the Dunk King. You already have the sponsorships on that there, but just incorporate it into the NBA. Wouldn't that be a lot easier? Yeah, but how do you sell it? Because no one really knows them. They, They could sell it from the previous dunk. Um, competition. You, they seen the highlights from the previous um, last year's competition and the winners and all that. That alone should be a good enough commercial where they're saying, oh, they definitely doing something different than what the NBA does. No, I, I, I agree with you in theory. <laughs> I'm just saying from a I'm just saying from a marketing Wall Street you know, uh, perspective they're probably not, they need name people to get their people in there so they can have all the stuff there for the weekend. They don't even have named people in the actual NBA that usually participates in the dunk contest to begin with. 
Like, you don't see like so Totally. That's why it's been kind of <laughs> lackluster <laughs> the last. Touche. I got That's why everybody's been tuning in to the, um, the three-point competition in the um in, in the skills challenge because you got all the big names doing that. Gotcha. Say no more. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I'm with you on that. What you guys feel about the whole playoff, uh, the the draft thing now with the tanking and the, I think the first top three seeds get a fourteen percent chance of getting the, the overall number one pick instead of it being like top every for the first seed and then moving it down that way. Changes nothing in my opinion. I mean, now you're still going to tank. You're just going to have a, 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 a if you're the third worst team, you still going to have a good enough chance as the worst team. So to me. Changes nothing. <laughs> now you're just taking to be the third worst team in the league. <laughs> hey, if I'm the, if I'm I don't have to be the worst. I can be the third worst and still have the same <laughs> exactly. averages as the you know as the bottom you know the bottom two. So to me, teams are still going to do it. They just want to be the worst three at a bunch. Exactly. <laughs> so to me, it changes not much. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I agree with that. And we could continue talking till we're blue in the face about this, but we're going to have to continue to put a pause on this and come back in next week and talk more about this. But for now, let's end this off. And um, go ahead, fellas, tell everybody where they can reach you at. Uh, Twitter, the Graham, Snapchat, JEROSS7 at. And of course, you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Again, that's I am Al Qualls. And I'd like to thank everybody for subscribing. I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out, whether it's on SoundCloud, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on the Google Podcast. We appreciate your support. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to the sponsors, the new sponsors as well, for incorporating and reaching out to us. If you want to sponsor, please feel free to check us out. You can check, catch us on any of our Twitter handles to see if you want to sponsor as well. But for now, we want to say goodbye, good luck. Talk to everybody next week. And also, well, quick, um, prayers go out to those affected by Las Vegas and that shooting, that horrific shooting, as well as prayers goes out to the people in Puerto Rico who are still dealing with the effects of the hurricane. You guys, stay safe, continue much support, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Go Yankees. Go West Virginia, not here.